Welcome to Critical Drinking. I'm Kevin Regan. I'm Ryan Maley. And we're legal, but for something else. We're legal to drink. We are certainly legal to drink. Cheers to that, buddy. We are 21. I'm this cheers in while I'm drinking. This is episode 21. Oh, Keystone Light has never tasted so sweet. No, it's like I never had it before. Because I never drink before you're 21. That's right. Kids. Yeah, that's right. That's Against the law. Critical drinking PSA. Mm-hmm. Drink, don't drive. Wait. No. Drink, but only when you're 21. Wait. I'm, I'm not know. drinking and driving. I'm driving while I'm drinking. Right, boys? <laughs> right, boys. Nice. What seems to be the officer problem? <laughs> uh, so, this week, uh, we are unfortunately, but sort of fortunately, wrapping up series month. Yeah. It was a good month. It was. And uh, we are, unfortunately, because of your votes, watching Lord of the Rings. And also... Yeah, we could be watching Aliens, people. I know, we could. And it's not three hours. Aliens, I know for a fact, is not three hours long. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hedge my bet and say I believe you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm with you. Um, But also, thanks to your votes, we are watching... Fellowship of the Ring. Yes, thank you. Because, as we requested, this is my you guys favorite. have come through. Yeah, so we're watching Fellowship of the Ring. Um, the poll result, or the poll this week was, if you know, if you didn't go and vote to it, shame on you. Mm-hmm. But it was, which Lord of the Rings movie should we watch? Should we watch Fellowship? Should we watch Two Towers? Or should we watch Return of the King? And In third place, surprisingly, Return of the King got zero votes. No one wanted to watch the Hobbit orgy at the end. No. Including me. No one wanted the extra 80 minutes of special features uh, either. <laughs> um, but there was that. And then in second it place... It's so long. It's really long. Um, in second place... Like, is really long. <laughs> two Towers with 43%. And then in first place... Just, oh, we're happy about that one because that one kind of sucked. Yeah. Just edging it out is Fellowship at 57%. Thankfully. Which I like. I like this yeah. movie. I'm glad we're watching it. It's Thank actually uh, two hours and 58 minutes. Well, because uh, Maddie C. was able to lend us a nice he non... Was. It was. You were right, though, about last episode. You were right that it is 30 minutes longer. Almost exactly 30 minutes longer for the extended feature. Or the extended, But, you know, but who scenes. knows? I mean, Empire Strikes Back was only an hour and a half, That's right? That's true. That's true. Uh, hour and a half. I hadn't thought about that. Good point. Mm-hmm. And you get both. <laughs> um, but so to, so to go along with Lord of the Rings, our uh, our poll or not our poll, excuse me, our top five is top five Viggo Mortensen movies, as we mentioned last time. Performances. Performances. Excuse me. Top five Viggo Mortensen performances. Mm-hmm. So even if he was in a movie that totally sucked, if he was good in it, you know that can go on your list. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be like Viggo's VJ room. Yeah. It's not going to be him and VJ Singh. Lord of the Rings won't be uh, three of the top five on ours. Mm-hmm, it sure won't. <laughs> but uh, he's not even the Lord of the Rings. He's not. He's he does return though, because yeah. he is the king and he does that's, return. That's shameful that he's associated with that long piece of Hobbit orgy. <laughs> he comes in and he smiles in slow motion. Oh, it doesn't have a giant spider in it. That one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the one. With All the right. Spider. Minus two points. Yeah. I give a spider <laughs> in a oh brother. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, also, as you will have noticed by our intro music, uh, we are recording today on the one year anniversary of MJ's death, and that is particularly uh, close to our producer's heart. Mm-hmm. And so this is uh, sort of a 
MJ themed uh, podcast. I agree. I'm not the biggest MJ fan, but you know what? When he we keep on doing music. series stuff, it's hard to find music to because we can't really yeah we can't really do, do our own scores. flavor stuff. We're gonna do uh, Hans Zimmer. For God's sake, come on, <laughs> come on, <laughs> exploding head. <laughs> That's going on the best of show when we hit. I don't know. Whenever we hit, you know, 100. When we get over the hill. Yeah, 40. 40. (laughs) Let's say 25. Well, I can't wait till we get to 26 (laughs) and we can drive car, rent cars. That's right. Um, But yeah, so. doing it in a car. So, in honor of that, not only is our theme music MJ, but we also have a soundbite, a a, a reboot or a power up uh, for cracking an extra beer. Well, hold on. One sec. Are you going to do it? I think he's going to do it. He's going to show you. Downing his first beer in the intro that is five minutes long. All right. Oh, there it is. There it is. So that, that is... That hurt, and I got three more hours of drinking to do. That's right. That's, I think that might be a CD first. <laughs> no. Finishing the first beer in the intro, because it, it was only five minutes. It wasn't like our ten-minute intros. My eyes are watering. Keystone, you never... Come on. Got six. Come on. All right, so uh, let's get into our predictions because we can't really waste that much time because we do, like you said, have three hours of drinking in front of us. Yes. So how, how many beers? We only have uh, that that one 30. in your hand is your third, and we only have 30 in there. Well, this is my second, right? What did I say? Third. Yes, yeah, so your second. This is our third. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that one was angry. That sounded like the spider. Uh, uh, so what are your, uh, what are your predictions? Uh, so I got one down. I'm going to go with... That's two in your hand. Yes. Eight. Eight. And my... No way. You're going to do the Rogue also? Seven and the Rogue. Ryan Ryan and I both have a... Uh, 20 or 22 22-ounce ounce bottle of Rogue... Chateau One. Yeah, which is their... Ale. Their... What is it? First malt or first... Yeah, first... First cut, something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, I it's had fresh. It, I had it yesterday. It's pretty good. It would be like... It would be like the uh, the wine that is, you know, I mean, this actually isn't a bad comparison because wine right off the, uh, you know, right out of the... The grapes? The grapes isn't good wine. It needs to mm-hmm. ferment. But this is basically hops and barley right off the vine mm-hmm. or whatever they good. grow in. But, uh, yeah, so we have those... There's a power fist on the front. So I didn't, even, I didn't even think about that. I will... I'm going to go seven. I'll add that in. Oh, some... we're doing... Everyone should know that. Yeah, these I, are only... these are twelve ounce cans, and I finished a twelve ounce can. It wasn't right. I didn't just pound through a pounder. Well, when we said thirty pack, the uh, the experienced Keystone Light drinkers would know that that's true. Eighteen that's or true. sixteen ounce cans don't come in thirty. That packs. was experienced Keystone yeah. Light drinkers just got a big boner when they thought we had <laughs> a thirty pack that's of pounders. Right. God, that would be even a twenty four pack of pounders. You know, yeah. Well, it would be great news. They'd fit the thirty pack of pounders in the twenty four pack of regular cans yeah. because that's what. All the people do now. Yeah. All the kids. That's right. The kids that make the shit. <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, great news. Just thought of that about this. I was at a gas station today, and I saw on the side of the wall on the outside an advertisement. It was like a fat head, one of those big advertisements, of a four loco can orange. <laughs> it was spectacular. I need it. So I want it. I'd wear it as a backpack. We need to save up and get, get a four loco fat head. Be awesome. We need all the flavors. <laughs> line them up. Pass, Just line them up all, all over the Plaster them everywhere. Yeah. Put them on the ceilings. 
Yeah, because that'd be the last thing I see before I fall put it, asleep. Put it, put it right above the uh, toilet. So when you're going to barf, you go, "Oh, you bitch!" And then you, <laughs> um, Why? So, so to my yeah, uh, to my predictions, I didn't even think about. I was planning this out earlier about mm-hmm. what I was going to do and kind of timing it out, and I didn't even think about my 22 ounce uh, rogue. So I'm going to throw the rogue in there, and it's going to replace two beers. And I was thinking that. A 25-minute pace per beer would be pretty solid for me. And so that was going to be seven beers. But I'm going to do five beers and the 22-ouncer. And I hope I'm, and under, I'm doing I'm seven under shooting. and a 22-ouncer? Yeah, yeah, I'm under shooting. I just feel bad. Not for you, but for me and my body. <laughs> no, you should feel bad for me because I don't... Normally, whatever you go with, I'm like, all right, I'll do that too. This time, I don't know if I can do seven. Hopefully, he's, I will do seven. He's a more experienced drinker. Hopefully, I will do seven. But, you know... Who knows? I'll, uh, well, good luck to you, sir. Let's see, and good luck to you too. Thank you. Yeah, this You're is welcome. a pleasant one. All right, so we're uh, we're gonna go watch Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, God knows what you're gonna find when we get back. <laughs> so, uh, see you then. Bye. Drinking. Yes. We just got done watching the extended edition. Thank you, Maddie C, for giving re- us special features. Yeah, thank you for giving us the special features disc, it's, Maddie C. It's, it's a two disc uh, special edition. It wasn't an extended edition. It well, was a special edition. It was a one disc. Yeah. Oh, we only got the one disc. Yeah, we got the edition. one disc. Uh, it was a special feature special I guess edition. it would have been very challenging for me to drink my seven beers and my uh, rogue beer in the 30-minute making of this, <laughs> but for God's sakes, I kind of, like, for I didn't want to... God's sakes, man. Come on. Come on. Head exploding. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> out of all the Lord of the Rings, I wanted to watch this one. Yeah. So, can you give it? To me, not in that way, but in the movie, <laughs> in the movie DVD way. Yeah. But you didn't, so we had to go back, yeah. and uh, because there's only special features left, had to watch the extended edition. Yeah. Which is 30 minutes longer. Yep. And infinitely more boring. So Maddie C. Last time, if you listened to the last episode, uh, he gave us Fellowship in theatrical release. Let's or give at a least- well. Hold on. Let's give him a clap for seeing the future. He saw yeah. that Fellowship was going to be the one we watched. He did. He did. So, well done on predicting that we would watch Fellowship and attempting to give us yeah. the Fellowship Badly done release. on DVD delivery. But unfortunately, what you did is you gave us a case which had an empty first slot and a special features disc. In the second slot. That was all to be found. Sounds like something you got to pay money for. That's right. Empty in the first, special features in the back. Uh-oh. <laughs> That is our producer. That's our producer who is going full bore tonight. That's right. She's having herself a good time. We got Kev Bot three thousand over here. Oh yes, we got K A over there in the back producing herself some booze. (laughs) That's what she's producing. Uh, But yeah, so we would just like to officially give Maddie C a hard time for giving us uh, a, a false hope. 
Because well, I, I obviously well, I didn't let's time out and say that all fuck today. yous towards Maddie C come from this side. Yep. But let's do a combined critical drinking. Fuck you for not giving us the right thing. On three. One, two, three. Fuck, fuck you. you. Thank you. Sorry, Maddie C. We had to do it. But you it was a good us. attempt. We appreciate your your uh, attempt to getting us but a there, shorter version. There is a of silver lining Lord here. Of the Rings. Yes. There is a silver lining, and I will tell you what the silver lining is. Actually, Ryan will start telling you what the silver lining is with his prediction results. More booze. That was it. Half an hour more. Half an hour more booze. And now let's be honest. You said, I, you said seven. I said seven plus and a twenty-two ounce and a twenty-two ounce of Hefeweizen. I, uh, pop- it was actually not Hefeweizen, it was Rogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chateau Rogue, first growth, single malt I ale. meant non-Keystone. It should have just been Other. Right. And a 22 yeah. ounce of Other. Um, That's true. This is my 11th beer, which means I went three above. And this it's is my ridiculous. 11th beer. Plus, it's ridiculous. Well, this is me slowing down, let's be honest. I was I was I tried to get you to slow down. You well, yeah. I did slow down because I was done with an hour left. Yeah, that's true. I just kind of took it easy. Had a couple more burrs, but let's just say this: ten keystones, God, and looks, one chateau rogue. It's impressive. Twenty-two ounces, and let's say I feel better than any Iron Man ever. Like <laughs> I feel a lot better than that because these little ones just get me going. Where do you go, Kev? There you go. Um, I also exceeded, but only by a beer. I had six uh, keystones, and I finished my Chateau Rogue as yeah, well. Yeah, I went for the Chateau Rogue early. Yeah, I went. Uh, I drank two keystones, including the one I cracked uh, first, and then. But, I went Kev, right but for Kev's the a Chateau trooper. Rogue. You understand that Kev is like a drinking legend. A drinking legend. Legend. I'm a three-time beer fest champ. He's a three-time beer what, fest I mean, champ. He's a drinking legend. But I knew right when I said seven beers and a 22 ouncer. I could see the fear in his eyes, and that he just he just knew, you know what? Sometimes I lose, sometimes. Sometimes I lose, and I, t- I, I lost with ten. Yes, he lost, he lost but seven, he, lost, I lost, he lost tonight, way. and he knew that, you know what, I'm going to win when it comes to Beer Fest. Tonight's the night to lose, and as the person that beat him, I don't want to gloat, because it's just going to come back full circle you to my bite. face. You, you it's going to come back full circle to my face. Four beers. Four you beers. You beat me by four beers. All right. When, when you, you put you it, crack when your you, eleven, I just crack my seventh. When you put it like that, you beat me by four. Then years. I kick the shit out of yeah. you. Yeah, but don't worry OZs, about that, my friend. Forty-eight square OZs, even. Wait, check it. No, just forty-two fluid OZs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but so both Let's, of us succeeded. We are going to get into a new segment. Thankfully, a new segment that is listener feedback. We finally got some feedback our, by our one-time. One time co host. Yep. Our guest. A host. very, very knowledgeable host. And he, he you he he may actually guest host while Ryan is away. We haven't actually Yeah, yeah we haven't talked about that. We'll get to that later. Okay. Okay. Um he sent this very sober. He sent it with a, a pad of notes. <laughs> yep, that's right. And uh he had a video camera. That's true. And so uh our very own Jake Spiker who's Sony handicap handicap Hard drive, not not anything less. Right. He saw the flip and flipped it into the garbage. <laughs> so Jake sent us this uh, voicemail on our, we- our our Western co-host on our voicemail. Yes. So here it is. Pretty sure I got cut off the last time I tried to do this. I'm gonna try it again, Kevin. How dare you besmirch? <laughs> I can't even say it the second time I tried. Besmirch is a good name. 
of the movie that is From Here to Eternity. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but Frank Sinatra's in it. He's freaking awesome. So, thumbs up. Also, how dare you disperse the name of the good movie that is X-Men 2. Also a great movie. Has Alan Cummings playing Nightcrawler, which is sweet. Um, and it also has a stellar performance from Brian Cox, the greatest actor that's ever lived. Maybe. I doubt it. But we'll see. Um, the other thing is I just listened to the James Bond uh, podcast. And you said that Forrest Gump deserved the Oscar, which I agree that Forrest Gump is a good movie, but it beat Pulp Fiction for the Oscar that year. And I don't, I don't know if uh, if Forrest Gump is better than Pulp Fiction. I, I really don't think so. But uh, just some food for thought. So chew on that, eat it, digest it, maybe pass it through your bowels, see how it goes. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, Jake, so we are going to pass this through our bowels right now. Uh, we really appreciate the feedback, honestly. We really do. This was Jake's second attempt because uh, apparently our voicemail kind of screwed up the first time. He texted me. He's like, what's your number to the, the Google Voice? I was like, uh, uh, um. 509-43-DRINK, obviously. Yeah, well, I figured that out lately when I went on the website. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. ClinicalDrinkingPodcast.blogspot.com. I went on it. (laughs) Once. You went on it once and thought it was... So the first part, I got to give credit to Jake. We're saying two words. Yeah. Alan Cummings. Thank (laughs) you. X2's the best. And I'm glad that you mentioned him because that guy is money in the bank. I'm not going to apologize for my X2 hatred. You should. I'm not going to apologize you for You should. I, you and your minority leaders can go and I have should. a campfire. Kelsey Grammer no may almost win me over. He wasn't three, even <laughs> in X2. I said X3. I said X3. Well, you said Kelsey Grammer and I say Frazier, which is my favorite show. I said he may have won me over in X3, but that was totally facetious. Beast was really in X2. I know that. I know. You're not, bitch. No, Juggernaut no. was barely in. No. Alan... <laughs> Cummings on my face was yeah. in it. Yeah, I know. He was All right, good. Go ahead. He should have been Jim. Gambit though. Gambit is. He should have uh, been Gambit. Mm-mm. Yeah, he should have. No man, Gambit. If you Gambit's see X- Marvel, huh? Gambit. Well, no, Gambit. No, he's in X Men's yeah, Origins. He's in X Men, yeah. And it's played by Taylor Kitsch, who's perfect. I think the for next X Men. No, he's in it. No, they have. He's in X Men. He's in Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine. Oh. Well, He's really good in it. It's by Taylor Kitsch. Good for him. Who and plays, apparently who plays Tom, Tom Riggins in Friday Night Lights, and he's perfect for it. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. I've, I haven't seen Wolverine because I heard Wolverine sucks. Well, because you had two great characters. It's a you had, out, you, had, you had Hugh Jackman, who is the best I wanted, Wolverine. I wanted Gambit And you had Taylor Kitsch, who is a great Gambit. And then you had the shitty movie. They should have made sure that they put every single character you could play in an X-Men video game. Yes, Gambit should have been earlier. Gambit he should have been early. He should have been in an he, X-Men titled movie, not a he, stupid spinoff to make money. Because he was, he is, he's, well, one, he's known as an original, I don't know he's if so he's known, awesome. but he's, he's cool, and everyone knows Gambit's, you know, in this right. shit, and it's awful. Yeah. Um, 
So that's what you wanted. You wanted to give a shout out for Jake defending you yeah. and your ex too. That's now funny. you respond to Jake email uh, slash. I don't know why it says Jake email, Jake, but Jake voicemail. Jake voicemail. One. I mistitled it. Jake's voicemail. Uh, I I actually wasn't sure when I if that L bes- was lower, it would be mistitted. <laughs> when I when I lowercase. Good point. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a good point. I'm not going to play it, but that's a good point. It's a good point. I didn't I think about that. that. Yeah. I think about that. It's a good point. Um, but I'm not sure when I besmirched from here to eternity, and so I texted Jake, and I actually asked, when When was that? Like, I, you know, I'm not sure I've Let's done give that. give him credit for saying besmirched. Yeah, besmirched. Yeah, credit where credit is. I can't besmirched. even say it. You um, besmirched. You besmirched. Uh, but I, I don't remember knocking it, and if I did, it was in, you know... In ignorance because I haven't seen it, and so uh, apology where apology well, is due. Well, I think his right whole there. point of it is that we need to pay. This is a lifelong lesson for yeah. all you critical yeah. We need to pay respect to our elders. Yeah, that's true. Because to be honest, like after spending all this time watching James Bond, there's nothing better than those movies, and right. like the older ones with Sean Connery. And to be honest, sixties uh, and seventy girls. Was a lot better than 80s and early 90s girls. Now, I think in the That's late true. 90s to the 2000s, people figure out that being sexy means being sexy, but the people in the 70s no, and the 60s... No thanks to Justin Timberlake. Yeah, either. they had some maybe some fucked up hair, but they were showing their tits. <laughs> they are showing their ass off. You know, it looked sexy nice. Sexy never left. You know what happened in the 90s was, I'm going to wear really loose hanging clothes and let my shoulder show. Well, great freaking deal. I don't give a shit. So... Let's be honest. We need to pay respect to our elder movies. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Let's Jake. get your email so, number two. Well, well, well the, the one thing Jake said, two. though, voicemail, one thing Jake said was that Brian Cox may be the greatest actor of all time. I didn't even and respond he, he, to that because I know it's true. He quickly went back on that. He goes, uh, maybe. Uh, no, I don't think so. But uh, Jake this had is, a follow-up. Yep, Jake's a follow-up voicemail, voicemail number dose. So here it is. His third recording. Yeah, here it is. I feel like I need to justify my claim as Brian Cox is the best actor ever. Um, he's not the best actor ever. However, his work in season three is very good. And his, uh, the last 20 minutes of 25th hour is probably the best thing I've ever seen. Not the best thing I've ever seen. The best thing that's been in a movie, uh, I don't know, probably in the last 15 years. It's really good. Check it out. Thank you again, Jake. Uh, That was Jake defending, or not necessarily defending, his Brian Cox take, uh, as well as explaining why Brian Cox was great. If you missed it, It, it but not quite explaining why Brian Cox was great. He's the best actor of our time. Well, not really, but his work in the 25th hour was the best thing I've ever seen. He mentioned Deadwood season three. It broke up, but it was Deadwood season three that he mentioned. Because Jake, if you didn't know from his number one Western being Deadwood, was that Jake loves Deadwood. And he should, because the Deadwood drinking game is the most... Most get you drunk drinking game you'll There's ever play. There's an ever flowing amount of whiskey in Jake's mouth, and it's better than semen, Jake. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Uh, and it's from Deadwood. Because if it was live wood, it would be semen. <laughs> oh. um, Thank you, Jake, for your feedback. We really appreciate <laughs> all feedback. Please. I love Brian Cox. Yeah, if you guys will actually, like, if, if you want to send emails, 
or it's going to get shown on this. Send voicemails like that. Any voicemail that is at all understandable will be played and responded to on this podcast. Please, our number again, 509-43-DRINK. Well, and we aren't, we aren't like people living in the clouds. We know we have, what, 90, 92 fans? Yeah. But we know that we only have about... 30. Eight, eight, well, eight to, well, I say 30 people that listen to us. Yeah. But eight to 15 that listen to us on a regular basis. Yeah. I and agree. we know that you're only part of it, but go ahead and call in. Yeah. Like, it's. It'd be, it'd be, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot it, of fun. It, I mean, it just, it just adds to our right. fun that we're having with this. You can also email criticaldrinkingpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And we if will you read wanna, those. Yeah, read your email. We'll read those on it. the air. It'll be and more fun oh, listening yeah. to you say it on so our Google Voice. Yeah. So, so you can find it on our you, Facebook Jake. page, but that's 509-43. And thank you for defending X2 because, you know what? I'm not the only one that thinks that that's a great, great sequel. Clearly you're not. Jake and also Brian that. Cox never really factored in. Factored? Yep, factored. Factored into my decision for that, but you know what? It almost raises it. Pardon me, I got an email. Sorry about uh, that. It's from Crony. That sucks. Yeah, um, that. So let's move on to our review. Let's Before before we move on, though, let's... Yeah, let's... wait a minute, Jake. What do you got? Uh-oh. Woo! one. Go, you, girl! You me. Yep, so that's my second. Well... Yeah. That's your second counting, of the night? Counting, counting the, yeah, second of the night. Counting the crack that we had. All right, so let's get into our review, uh, whether it be an actual review or not, of Lord of the Rings. Everyone, everyone's seen this movie. Of the ring. Everyone's Everyone seen has seen So there's clearly no spoilers. Yeah, and but the thing is that everyone's seen this movie less. If you haven't less, seen this movie, you should probably Yeah, but everyone's seen this movie less than the other movies, I, I would say. Really? I've seen this more than Two Towers, and I've probably seen this an equal amount to Return of the King. Yeah, but we both know that this movie is equal or better than those two, but I think that the masses don't. Okay. Well, why don't you jump into why? I will always state that Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite Lord of the Rings movie. Now, I believe Return of the King got the benefit of the the, uh, accumulation of... Yeah. Like, wait a minute. It all leads up to this. Well, yeah, and like and Fellowship of the Rings was like a four star movie, and Two Towers was a three and a half star movie. And you're not uh, going by Comcast ratings, are you? No, because they both be ones. Yeah, they both be ones. And then Teen Wolf Two would be a five star movie <laughs> on Comcast. Out of four, yeah, out of four. Comcast has the most Patrick Bateman that ever. Teen Wolf fuck. I want to work uh, for Comcast and rate shit because so I can rate. just do whatever I want. Clearly. Uh, so we used to have, uh, in, uh, sorry, I'll get back to the point, but in Twalton, we used to have Video 2000, which was our main store. Dude, I used to live in Twalton. Yeah. Uh, This was way before your critical (laughs) drinking studios. Right. So we used to have, uh, like, like three competing, like, home movies, or, you know, back in the 90s, that's what it was. It wasn't so Hollywood blockbuster. But, so those people both went out of business, and Hagen. Yeah. Hagen had a video store. Right. And it was the only video store for about two months before uh, Hollywood, Hollywood moved, moved in. Yeah, and then Hollywood quickly, recently have, has moved out. Yes, but uh, at the time, Hollywood, or uh, Hagen had this <laughs> movie store, and you could go to any movie in it, and it would give you the complete synopsis. So, like, if you went up to The Rock, it would be like, rated R for blah, blah, blah. There are 21 F-words in this. 34 oh, really? S shit, you know, 
the so bitch is said time. 11 times and it was amazing like it was literally a whole yeah a literal a literal it's whole like the South Park exact episode. and i was like just for everything that's what i want i wanted a job yeah. working at the hagen counting anything counting like customers, I, yeah. I looked at the saint starring val kilmer was like yeah <laughs> i'm not a cuss i'm a colonel i'm not <laughs> I'm a colonel, you little cuss. Yeah, okay. I want shoes and socks for sorry. everyone. Um, sorry. But, like, it's like, oh, it said the F word zero times. But it said the S word three times. It was literally that there was a group of people that watched these movies and recorded how many times that there were sexual situations, said the F word, said shit, said bitch, said hell, said damn. Like, it got that bad. Totally worth their minimum wage. Yeah. Totally worth it. I would it. do that for the rest of my life. And... For eight twenty-five, I believe it is now. Eight forty-five in Oregon. Ooh, man! I need to get myself a job. We if need it's to get some serious Hagen work right now. But you already, you already have a reference. That's that lady amazing. at Hagen wants uh, Ezra like crazy. Oh, or Isa, 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 All right, Liza. Keep going on your Lord of the Rings uh, review, though. Oh, am I still going? Well, I don't know. Well, did, are you done? I'm, I haven't gone yet. You go first. Okay. There's going to be well, more you already, detailed. You already started somewhere. All right, I'll go next. Yeah. My first <laughs> note is that this movie is so long. It is long. Well, Especially extended, extended edition. <laughs> Thanks, edition. Maddie C. Yeah, once again. I watch extra minutes of elves telling dwarves that elves aren't as bad as dwarves and dwarves aren't as bad as elves. Like, it was boring as shit. I don't want to see fucking Gimli without a hat. Yeah, I don't that was, care. That was weird. Who cares that they're building more fires made by hobbits? I don't care. Right. Uh, when I was in high school... Peter Jackson cared. Yeah. He didn't care about a lot before this. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's true. Where his, movies were, his movies were... His movies were, I don't know, had potential, but... If the, you, these movies made him. If you list his last five movies, you've listed his top five movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. You just have to put King Kong at number five, and then you put Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, and uh, District 9, wherever you want to put that. Does he not look like a mix of uh, Kevin Smith and Jack Black? Yeah. That's Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah. Well, he, I don't he lost care. a lot of weight, though. Yeah. So he looks a little bit... A little bit so more can like produce, Jack Black than So he can Kevin produce things like District 9, which was a wonderful movie. But I really liked it. I really did too, but... I really liked it. And talk about a director that... He went from dead alive, pretty much, to the Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. And all of a sudden is... Like the, the switch. switch. Yeah. Hey, now we're going to pay I mean, you, it's deserved. I think Dead Alive... We're going to pay you $40 million. Dead Alive is a great, great horror movie if you guys ever watch it. Watching the people... Attack the bad guys with a, a lawnmower is hilarious, and it has almost Evil Dead Two type that gore in it. Can't be bad. Yeah, no, it's great. But I'm just it's saying that you watch that and go, ah, yeah. yeah. Let's go to Lord of the Rings. Why not? Yeah, let's go to Lord of the Rings though. Oh yes. Uh, um, keep on, keep on trucking. I had a girlfriend in high school who, when I was talking to her once, said her dream guy was Elijah Wood and uh, what? In Lord no of the way. Rings. And that's no when way. I and, and and that's when I knew that heterosexual men were not in her future. <laughs> so I stopped dating her. Uh, what's your dream He's, guy? Yeah. Uh, Elijah, Elijah Wood. 
He's oh. really small, and he's really a wimp, and... And he has just big, giant blue eyes. Like, I mean, Elijah, you may like girls. Like, let's be honest, you may like girls. I don't really care, but... That's not something anyone's living up to be, is yeah. you as Frodo. No. So... I was like, this isn't gonna work out. Man, my dream guy is... Is Frodo? Oh, um, no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there's no heterosexual men that are ever gonna be there <laughs> next okay. to you. What's your next point? Oh, uh, what's your point about a, about the movie though? You got any points about the actual movie? Your favorite? You said it was your favorite. It is my favorite. Most well, my favorite cons, because cons, give my out. favorite is that this takes you everywhere. The next two movies just let you just kind of sit in Middle Earth in this gloomy, gloomy, shitty piece of shit. And this brings you everywhere. There's snow, there's caves, there's fun times in it. And what I'll say is that it it shows you what they are fighting for. The whole first half of the movie is like happy times. Yep. This is what's going on. To be honest, without that, we don't know what they're fighting for. All of a sudden, these people are fighting for everything. Like, even when you see the elvish... You know, you go to Riverdale. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Riverdale. They're still in panic mode. Right. The Shire shows you what normal life is. Yep. This is what they're fighting for. This is what they're trying to protect. Well, and you never learn what normal life is anywhere else. Yes. You just that's, know well, normal exactly. life is Exactly. Without yeah. this movie, this movie really does show you everything. Yeah. Like I said, it has a... Good point. What's the name of the... Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Good point. The armor, like the armor, comes in a big play later on. And yeah, the so armor does the, that's light as a feather, but can but, is as tough yeah. as a dragon's. Uh, and so does and so does the the glowing sword that the I, sword that glows when an orc's near. Yeah, this whole movie is it's so about, convenient that they have. Yeah, that. this whole movie is about setting up what's going on in the next two movies, but also shows you why they give a shit. Like, oh yeah, and that's why I think and. uh I and my oh, it's my other point is mm-hmm. that I think Vigo's codename is his name was Strider. Yeah, you know, when he wasn't Aragorn. Yep, that it's was a, on my on my notes too. Well, his name should have been Stroker because that would have been more hilarious if his name was Stroker. Stroker and Hooch. <laughs> Stroker and Hooch. It's a TV show on uh, Adult Swim. And the, my last point is that if you look at your setup with main characters in this movie, two of them die. Yeah. Gandalf dies. I know he comes back, but he's still... You don't know that when, right. unless you've read the book or, you know, are in the future. Right. Gandalf dies and Boromir dies. Yep. And they're both main characters. Uh, how many main characters out of that list die for the rest of the next two movies? Uh, zero. Zero, exactly. That's why this movie kind of is kick-ass. Yeah. It kicks people out. It takes you to places that aren't just middle, like, Earth... Right. Battlegrounds. It introduces you everything and it brings things that show you what you're fighting for and things that make sense for the totally. next two movies. Totally. And you can't argue with because you know it from this movie. That's true. Go ahead. Uh, I know you wrote a lot. On the same point, though, yeah. you, you are so right about this movie being the movie that shows you everything you need to know going into movie number two and going into movie number three. Yes. And it's. Before I begin, there it is. Um, 
But really, that's a thriller. This, this, and and this is this is kind of a a pro and con in the same statement. Um, it's such a good setup movie. It is a very good setup. It movie. really, it really. You can't have, like you said, you can't have number two and number three without this movie. They wouldn't, mm-hmm. ha- they wouldn't make sense. They wouldn't have the context. You wouldn't be as involved or in, as invested in the characters yeah. as you are. Uh, and it, it, it just... You'd have no idea who Stroker exactly. was. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think that it's, it's ridiculous how well this movie particularly, because I haven't watched the other two in recent, you know, recent months... How ridiculously well this holds up as a movie, this as great. a setup movie, because then you realize, you know, this kind of hints at what's going to happen, and you're, you remember the journey, and this really sets you up for the journey. And um, I, well, and I, I, I'm not trying to my own horn, but you know that I have always believed this is my favorite and best Lord of the Rings. I've always yeah. said this. Yeah, no, I agree. Or I don't agree, but I. But I, I know, know I know I, that you said I, that, I, I, and I know, I know that, that you, you don't agree that. with this. Best, I know but I've always that. been a proud, proud supporter yes. of number one. Yes, you have. I really like P. Number <laughs> one. Number one. Um, and I think I think this number movie two is though, just gross. as as much as that is good, I think this movie does not stand alone as well. If they didn't make a two and three, this movie mm-hmm. wouldn't be satisfying at all this movie would be so frustrating that's true because all it does is set up yep and so it's good that it sets up two and three but if it didn't like if they decide if 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 somehow lord of the rings fellowship made 30 million dollars at the box office and they just cut it like like this would be nothing when i got to the end of this movie even though it was three hours long i thought that i was only two hours through and the last hour was them getting the ring to Mordor, like right, well, I, yeah, yeah, they did a great job. To and me, me too, yeah. And that that's that's I mean, it kind of it kind of like if we parallel this to A New Hope, which we talked about, well, Star Wars, which we talked about last week, yeah. I think A New Hope does such a better job standalone than this movie does, but not necessarily setting up. But yeah, but this movie does a much better job setting the stage for the next two. Returning, I agree. Like you know, New Hope. Is is a great standalone movie, but doesn't necessarily. I mean, you have to work like the second two movies have to work to you know be as good as. And, they you, are. and you bring a great point that I haven't necessarily realized is that this movie to me is the best movie of the series, but it's because of the other two movies. Right. Yeah, you know, and, both and, of which people will consider better because they're more action packed. But like this movie. Is the best because the movies follow it. Yeah. But this trilogy was specifically designed, like, this entire story was a journey story along a path of three movies. They knew that. They didn't stop shooting. You know, they kept shooting the two towers right after they shot the Fellowship. It's, like really, just continuously it's really the first one shot. to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. But, but that's the point, is that Peter Jackson knew he was making three. Yeah, like he knew what he could do with the first and the second and the third. So it's kind of a different, it's kind of a different dynamic than necessarily a first movie that wants to merit a second. It's uh, and has to be good on its own to merit a second. Where it's Peter Jackson so weird knew. though, knowing that someone's filming the, secret, the next one while the you're sequel, watching this well, one. Uh, yeah, way yeah. before you're watching this one before right. the action come out. Because I true. mean, this I mean this is this is a great. 
I mean, this is a great series. Yeah. Oh, but it led is. directly to, not to be a giant dick, but to Twilight, which is capitalizing on the mania of this and coming out with a new movie every fucking year. Every year. But they're bad. I know they're bad, but they're, they're, so but they're bad. making so much money because they knew that, you know what? You don't have to do the two or three year differential between... You know sequels that every other thing had done. Lord of the Rings set that up. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the yeah, exactly. Lord of the Rings Rings came out every year, year, two year, next year because they continuously filmed, and that that and that's the first time ever besides like a porn movie that could be you know like it was the first time ever. They're up to forty three after a year though. Yeah, they're up to number forty three. Like you know, deep in my backyard, number forty three. That male genitalia, aka penis, is sore. But um, but yeah, I think yeah. that this, like, this is a this is a really impressive trilogy. It is, but it, it is it, it as works. much as we bag on it. I mean, it's yeah, a great. It's, it's really good, but it's it is unique in the fact that it is best as a trilogy, and it's long like you, as fuck, dude. Yeah, if you watch three and a half hours of this movie. Three and a half hours of the next movie, and just assume the next, the Return of the King is four hours on extended edition. That is ridiculous. That is ten hours of straight movie watching. And I, and I mean, I don't understand. Imagine like that. eleven hours of straight movie. Watching. All right, maybe uh, I consider myself a giant, giant Star Wars fan, one of the greatest in the world. Yeah, but I like it how it is. But when you get to other fandom things like Jurassic Park, like if the first Jurassic Park, which was two hours and like seven minutes long. That Jurassic Park was, I don't know, three hours long, and it included more stuff from the book about dinosaurs eating people. Like, I've been totally down with it. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of thing that they took with us and kind of said, yeah. ah, fuck the crowd. You know, we're going to go with the fans and go for the two-hour and 50-minute thing. And right. I think that was kind well, of cool. Well, it is an I, epic. I, I mean, I do think that's cool. definitely epic. Um, couple more points I have. Yeah, get your points out. We're, we're getting, um, we're getting yeah. wasted. Uh, one thing about this movie specifically, which I already think I mentioned, but these movies as a whole... Stroker. And I can only say this about the first one because I just, you know, obviously just watched this one and I Stroker. haven't watched the other ones in a while. It holds up. It, it really does. holds up on second viewing where you can go back and it's almost it, like it, it was made to be watched over and over. It looks good in regular dev graphics on, oh, yeah. a, on a on a HD television. Yeah. Um... The next is that I remember at the end of this movie when I saw it in the theaters, and I think you touched on this, that the ending was such a frustrating cliffhanger because you felt, you just felt like they were going to keep going and then just the credits started rolling. But I think as, as we've talked about thinking along the lines of this movie being three movies or this, you know, series being three movies, Lord of the Rings being a trilogy, I think that it almost had to cut there. Mm-hmm. Because that was like you cut there, and it's like okay, that's, well, that's where the book cut. You know, it's is just it kind of yeah. Okay, well, I didn't know that. But I mean, that's but I mean, it's the same thing. Like I didn't know yeah. that either, and yeah. but it really brought me in. It did a good job of capturing because I thought this it really did. It is such a good job of making this seem like that delivering the ring to Mordor was kind of the kind of the final like little teeny straw, mm-hmm. and so you thought everything that I went through at the beginning. Was like oh was man, the peril still, of yeah, the yeah, of the, the journey. Laugh, laugh. yeah, and then you realize after it's done, it's like oh, so it's exactly. delivering the stupid right. thing is right. what's supposed to be bad. Blah yeah. nah, blah. Now we're gonna have strange things run at you, <laughs> and we're gonna have people get angry, and the two towers are gonna show up, and you, you know what? Trees. I wish you they wish they trees. had. Yeah, talking tree. All right, let's. Let, all right, that's for another day. 
Last few points I want to make. Uh, the scale of this movie is incredibly epic. It yeah, we really give a rating too. Really, I know it really puts you in. It, it gives you the feel of how large this entire world is. The scale of this movie is ridiculously large, mm-hmm. and it's 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 so honestly. I just I I have so much fun with those flyovers of the city. Well, where they just show the epic city. I have so much fun with just seeing how large this world is. Not to mention that people don't appreciate that the... Oh, I really like number two and three in this little trilogy right here. Yeah. But that the first 15 minutes of this movie is about explaining everything that's going on. They su- yep. do such a good job that it makes you care about why number yep. two and three is good. Exactly. I mean, they covered so much important stuff that... And they did it well. That didn't just make it like a... You know, myth or right. you know something that you don't care about. They well, did such yeah. a good job of making Credit this to the source material. Yeah, making well source material, but also directing it that yeah. you saw the flashbacks of everything, and oh, yeah. then it made you show that this was important, which put number two and three, yeah. two towers, oh, and that's, Return of the King in a in a better light. So. And that's my that's my next point is that this movie is shot and directed so perfectly. Yeah, I think that like Peter Jackson. Oh, it says my favorite. As, the best. But but and, it brings and, and you even everywhere. going through the trilogy, even you go going through the, the trilogy, Shire he's to so the, to the to the woods yeah. that they die in. But he's so particular about yeah. his shots, and he's so deliberate. But you know, it's 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 it seems like he's put so much time into every single scene. I think that every single scene in this movie, like stands, you know, stands on its own, stands strong on its own. Mo- well, not all. Most. Most scenes stand strong on their own where they were made, where it's like Peter Jackson said, okay, today... He, making... knew, he knew this was a foundation. Yeah. He said, okay, we're making this scene today, and then he focused and made it as good as that scene could possibly be. And yeah. then, like, it's almost like he car- you know, compartmentalized every single scene to where it was the best that it could be, and I think that's impressive. Well, Last thing I want to say... Yes, yeah, say thing. it. Say it. Howard Shore's composition is perfect. Hans Zimmer's composition? <laughs> I, I thought it was Hans. Yeah, I, I made that mistake. No, no, I, I didn't know who it was. Howard Shore's composition for this movie is, well, for the trilogy, obviously. But this movie in particular is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, you, he makes you, well, the music makes you feel things that you wouldn't feel without them that are so perfect for the scene. That See, I don't, I don't, I don't think it does. I think that. It is amazing, but it's amazing for attracting one thing. One thing. I think. I think that music connects me to nothing except the way that he plays it attracts you to temptation. Yeah. I think every time I hear that, I think of the ring being out there. Da da yeah. da 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 da. Right. Like it, he does such a good job of making like being romanticized by the powers of the ring right. and that's yeah that's true that's and I, definitely I, I think that's great but definitely. let's get to your rating what's okay. your rating Kevin? my rating on fellowship is eight out of ten i think that this is i i really i really think this is a solid movie it it holds up it's so well directed it's so well shot it's so well conceived um but part of the eight has to be with the other two movies in the trilogy. I'm almost giving the eight to the trilogy mm-hmm. rather than just this movie. But I think that it's it's so good. It's it's deserve you know it deserves this. While we may not necessarily always give it this praise, I think it deserves an eight. And so that's my rating. 
I'm gonna give it an eight as well. Hey. Um, I think it's the best movie of the series. It's hard to say. It's my favorite movie of the series. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best movie of the series. Like, well, everyone knows Return, Return of the King, King won is, yeah. Oscar for the trilogy. Though. Yeah, it won it for the trilogy. Yeah, and so that's like, notwithstanding. But I give it an 8. I mean, it was really well acted, and it led everything to everything, but, I mean, I don't know. It's just not, it's not Empire Strikes Back. It's it's not not Empire Strikes Back. It's not even the deer under it, let's be honest. I mean, like, that's a weird way to put it, but, like. That is weird. I don't know. Explain. When I get to the, I can't even explain it, but for some reason, 8 in my mind is deer hunter. Okay. And so, or 8.5 in my mind is deer hunter. Right. Well, really, the first, yeah, well, and the, so that's the Vietnam half of Deer Hunter, but right. um, to me, this is eight, and this is this is my favorite. So eight is where it caps out. There you go. So there we go. Let's let's, let's get to what we watched. But first, before we get to what we watched, oh, that's my second. That might be my third, actually. But I'm 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 just fine with doing MJ. Don't worry, don't worry about my big stack over there. That's just dominating. Right. Over. What what we watched? I'm gonna go first. I watched three movies since the last time we recorded. The first was Get Him to the Greek. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I I had heard you know mixed reviews. Rotten Tomatoes has it at like 75. percent Some of my friends didn't like it. Some of my friends really liked it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go into this movie yeah. and take it in for what it is. That's a promising movie, right? And so I I really liked it. I thought it was a ton of fun. The main thing that that kind of stood out to me was how unique it was in 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 the the sense of how a journey movie or a journey comedy kind of plays out. Um, it's not cliche. It could have easily fallen victim to just a string of one-liners, which you know. Nobody better than Jonah Hill to deliver one-liners. Yeah, Nobody better uh, than Russell yeah, Brand yeah, to deliver Yeah, no, I know what you mean. When you said that, I, I knew exactly what you meant. That but it was. doesn't. It's it's more... It more develops yeah. itself, and the humor... I mean, there are one-liners, but the Re- humor uh, develops itself out of the story. Reactionary humor. Exactly, yeah, which yeah. I think is most... You know, for, for a movie that you're trying to connect people with is most effective. When the best line is the reaction to the one-liner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so... It was a solid, fun, funny, and original comedy, and I, re- I actually really liked it, and I recommend it because you know there's not much in terms of comedy. There's not much better out right now. Um, my second, yeah, was I watched Shutter Island last night. Um, very interesting movie. I tweeted uh, at Kevin Regan. I tweeted that I thought you know I'd heard good reviews. I'd heard bad reviews. And I actually agreed with both of them, which was very weird for me. Um, I think if you if you haven't seen it, you've probably heard about the ending. You've probably heard that it's got a twist. Um, I'm not going to ruin anything, but I think that it it was kind of more than a twist. It was actually the only way the movie could end. So it was kind of a natural progression for me because you know, and maybe this was me jaded. I had heard that there was a twist, so maybe I was expecting it. But it seemed like the only logical way the movie could end in a movie-making sense. Um, it made total sense, if you've seen it, it makes it made total sense when you think about it. Um, and I think that we tend to, you know, stick to movies' plots more or less logically. 
We try and stick to the logical flow. Right. Yeah, keep going. We try and stick to the logical flow, so the clues that we're given are what we're going to take for face value. Um, I think what this movie does a great job of is giving you the idea that what happens when you have, you know, an unreliable narrator. What happens in, in stories like that? When the person who's actually telling you the story may not be telling you the correct story. What happens then? So that's... Uh, but that's... All. I I mean, I haven't seen this movie at all, but... I mean, that's... That's the same thing with, in my opinion, the usual suspect stuff. And that's why it's so good. It's because the narrator is unreliable. So you're piecing all this together and then you get hit with that. You go back and watch it again and you're like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, but just I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of the whole, like... I'm not ever going to agree with my cousin, so I'm just going to say, <laughs> this okay. is the whole fourth wall thing, blah, 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 but uh, look at it, like, I mean, if someone's, right when you start the movie, telling you the story the whole time. Well, no, no, no. No, this, like, the, that's, it's not, that's, it's not, that's something that you can't really just go like, okay, oh, by he, narrator, was, he was lying to listen, me, and like, by, you're like, by narrator, that's shitty. Okay, by narrator, I guess I don't mean actual person who's speaking to you, telling you yeah. the story, it's, it's, I guess... What what I mean by narrator is storyteller. And by storyteller, I guess it's the main yeah, character. Okay, yeah, so, I, I, maybe it's Martin Scorsese who's the unreliable narrator. Yeah, who is no, telling that you makes the story. Sense. Okay, because uh, I thought you and meant... I'm trying I, not I to thought, give it away. No, I know, but I thought you meant actual narrator. And I was like... Yeah, no, no, there's no narrator. So do you remember when I told you I was right. a man? Well, no, 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 I was a it. very sexy woman. Here's, here's Sucks for you for following the words I told you. Right. You know, minor, they can't really. Minor spoiler. I can't imagine that this is going to spoil it for anyone. But minor spoiler is, I guess what I mean by narrator is the story that you're presented with may not. That is totally spoiling it. Uh, I'm not going to go any farther. If you've seen Shutter Island, you probably know what I'm saying. If well, not, tell please Tell me what else you got for what you watched, and good. get me some Michael Jackson. I just popped a beer. Oh, shit. MJ. <laughs> there you go. Uh, third movie I watched was The Messenger. It starred Ben Foster mm-hmm. and Woody Harrelson. Woody yep. Harrelson was uh, nominated for an Oscar. Yep. Um, ben Foster probably should have been nominated because he's actually, badass. He's really good. I think Ben Foster is so talented. He's it's ridiculous an amazing actor. I think we are both agreeing. Oh, yeah. With that. And he gets overlooked. But the shock that I have is how this movie got so overlooked. Um, I I don't think this was the best movie. I don't think it should have gotten nominated for a Best Oscar or Best uh, best Picture or anything like that. Um, and Woody, Woody got nominated. Woody got an Oscar nom, but that's all you heard about this movie. I didn't hear shit about it. And this, to me, after watching it, this seems like a movie that critics would tout as one of the best. Yeah, especially after year. hearing the... Plot synopsis. I've heard yeah. of the yeah. I've and heard I mean, plot I mean, okay. So, by no means is this a movie that is going to appeal to the masses. So I understand why it wasn't released wide, or was it was, or why it wasn't given like a giant you know advertising budget. But it seems like movie critics would pick up on this because it was an offbeat type of war story. Like you have you know you have. It wasn't uh, Kurt Locker coming yeah, out. Yeah, it wasn't Courage Under Fire. It right, was a different, right. It, it was, was it was a different story about different people it was honoring veterans in a different way. Exactly. Um, but you know, Woody and Ben Foster give really incredible performances, and it takes a story. I mean, it's a good script. It's a good story. And you know, just like if you say, you know, Hurt Locker, assume it wasn't as good a movie as it was and just say Hurt Locker just profiled the lives of these people. It was a documentary, say. You'd say, that's a good movie. But this, 
takes that movie and takes the positions, you know, and like the, the, I guess the honor that it shows to this position and it really gives it heart. Ben Foster and Woody Harrelson give it heart. And that's what makes this movie really good. Um, it's not a great movie, like I said, but it's so uh, worth seeing. It's so worth seeing. So I, I recommend that. Those are the three that I've seen. Go ahead. Um, minor two TV shows. Well, first of all, I would say I just watched on HBO, which I've seen before, Mr. Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince, which go. is an excellent movie. And I will always, always think of Alfonso Cuaron, who is amazing in Children of Men. He's one of the best directors ever. A Little Princess. It may sound like it's about a little princess. That's what that movie's about, but that movie is fucking kick-ass. But he directed the third Harry Potter, took it away from John Johnston, or whatever his <laughs> name is, and all of a sudden turned this into a serious franchise. And Wasn't every it? Harry Potter since number three... Now, I'll always say number three is the best, because... Was it Christopher Columbus? Yeah, it was Chris Christopher Columbus. Columbus. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. John Johnson is Columbus. not correct. Close, though. Christopher um, Columbus. It went from a kid's movie to a serious movie. And everyone since then... Like, I, I will always say Prisoner of Man is my favorite. Because it's Alfonso Cron, It's wacky. It has Gary Oldman. It has everything in it. Changed it. But you go Goblet of Fire. You know, Order of Phoenix, Half Blood Prince, everything. Yeah, you haven't seen Goblet of Fire? Wow, that was I. I saw the one before it, whatever that was, and I thought it sucked. Oh well, I just said that was the best one. What so, one? Um, before Goblet of Fire, Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, is that the one where they're in that in the library with all the they're at the end? In the library. And there's like there's like lot you know like I don't know. No, light Prisoner, shooting out of there. Prisoner Aftermath is the one where the werewolf shows up and that they think that uh, uh, Sirius Black, the serial killer, is the bad guy, but it turns out to be the good that guy. That might be it. That might be the one I don't like. By Alfonso Cuaron. Keep going. Sorry, I don't mean to bring it up. What was that, I talking about? You were talking about that? how good it was. Harry Potter, how, how awesome Harry Potter is. And I, I don't care anymore. That what are, are we going on to? Are you, are oh, you what done? I watched. Yeah, what you watch? Uh, I also, well, that was the one movie I watched. Other movies I watched was that. 12 uh, Beers, folks. He's on uh, number, uh, yeah. wait, 13 Beers? I don't know. We'll get there soon. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. This is actually mine. It goes over here. And here's your 11th. So, so you're 12. on 12. Yeah. Um, this is amazing commentary from a 12 Beer Down guy. But well, what I was saying is that. Mr. Brian Feely got me on Rescue Me, which is a good mm. show, but I feel kind of bad that I got caught in, I got caught at the end of season three, which was a good season, and season four wasn't very good, and now I'm starting uh, season five, which is, I guess. Exactly like Entourage. Yes. It, season five, which I've read from reviews, is the best season, but I'm not there yet, so I can't really there do that. Right. But I bought... The complete season of The Adventures of Briscoe County. Yes! Starring Bruce Campbell. Yes! And comment the horse that doesn't know he's a horse. Okay, so Cliff Curtis. Uh-huh. Number 1A. Uh -huh. Bruce Campbell. Gotta be number 1B. Yes. For yep. our, our Critical Drinking uh, podcast. I've watched two episodes and it's 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 perfect. Oh my it's god. It's a perfect... It's only been around for 28 episodes. But like one season was all yeah, those episodes season. though. There's an episode where they hire Briscoe County Jr. to come in to kill the bad guy. And Briscoe County comes and is like, 
You know, it's Bruce Campbell, so you just got to imagine. His like Briscoe County? Briscoe County Jr., because Briscoe oh. County died. Arlie Ermey. So his last name is County? Yeah. Ar- awesome. Arlie Ermey was Briscoe County. Goddamn right he was. Arlie Ermey. Goddamn right he was. The sergeant from Full Metal Jacket was. Oh, yeah. He died. So Briscoe County Jr. Bill his Cole, son, or whatever. Yeah, Bill Cole. He comes in, and then all of a sudden, they're like, he's sitting in there, and they're all like, wait a minute, who the hell are you? He's like, I'm Briscoe County Jr. Oh, she's here. And the goddamn horse shows up. He's like, God damn it, Comet. Get the hell out of here. Sorry, this is my horse, Comet. It's not the first conversation we've had. Comet doesn't know he's a, a horse. He just shows up every time thinking he's a human. And it's hilarious. Comet's the best character. Bruce Campbell's my favorite actor of all time. But Comet's the best character of all time. And that horse needs to know that he's not a human. He's a horse, but he's not a human in my life. That's now right. let's keep on going. Well... We're done there. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll get into our top five. Bye. We are back. Welcome back. Uh, We are about to get into our top five. Yeah. You know what? I'm sorry that top five is going to have to wait, because we're doing top five. Sean Aston movies. Yeah, I yeah. hate that motherfucker. I hate him, Rudy. Sean that motherfucker. Aston. Fuck you. Yeah, he's in Lord of the Rings. Oh, I'm burping everywhere. I mean, I'm hiccuping. I don't care. That's uh, that's this is a bonus top five to you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We've been playing it forever because bonus Sean Aston's five. just too good. You are hiccuping like a mug. All right, so I'll go with my uh, top five Sean Aston first. How about that? So you can kind of get rid of your, uh, you can drink your drink your hiccups away. Yeah, um, go ahead. Give me. So we're gonna go top five Sean Aston movies just real one. quick. Just real quick. Quick, because let's be no honest, rebuttal. Sean Aston's in this movie, and I hate that. This part is such a bonus for you people. I you don't even you. understand how this is such a bonus. I got the All soggiest right. notes ever, and you I'm did. ripping them off because <laughs> they <laughs> suck. All right, you ready? Number five, Sean Aston, Rudy. Uh, enough said. Rudy, it's just enough to make my top five because it's so prolific, but, or not prolific, it's so, you know, it's so famous and it's so iconic, but really, yeah. Uh, number, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yawn. Uh, number four, Encino Man, Pauly Shore's second greatest movie ever. Uh, Encino Man, he's not that good, he's great. He's not that good, though. What I mean, the he's hell great. are your three, two, and one? He's great, but I he's not that know. good. All right, my number three, Lord of the Rings. I think the three movies combined, he's actually going to have to give him some props. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, I'd, actually, I'd actually give him some props for that. I'm sorry. I think Why? He's I could be a whinybitch.net? He was he was cast as a whiny bitch. Though. I didn't have the internet back then. Number I, two. I'm just a whiny bitch. Number two, 50 First Dates. The character he plays, the oh you you need me to go you know you need me to go beat him you, up the guy in the fishnet uh, tank top and the fucking dog, yeah. you got anything that can help me out? <laughs> he thinks he's buff, but steroids. he's just kind of just kind of chubs. Yeah. Uh, that's my number two. My number one, Goonies done. Mikey, Don't need to say Mikey, shit about dude, about Mikey, Goonies. Yeah, I know he's Mikey. Inhaler, <laughs> Chester Copperpot. Your number five. Number five, Memphis Bell. Fact that they think he could it. be a, a fighter in World War Two, hiccup, hiccup. 
is that he's young enough, but he's definitely not it enough. He's my number five. There you go. Number four. Goonies. He's Mikey. You know what? There you go. Not sad. He he loves, loves, you know, pianos and organs and some shit like that. Number three, 51st Date. Stan Aykroyd puts him in his place. Number two, Encino Man. Great, great, great fucking movie. I can't believe it's number four on someone that's sitting next to me's list. Cayete person next to me. <laughs> person right. to my right. Person to my right. Sucks. Every time I uh, hang up some rim shot. Rudy because, you know what? I hate that fucking movie. I hate, well, I love that damn movie and I hate him. I hate him so much. I can't believe that's Rudy. And it pisses me off. I love the music. I love the scenery. If I could go to, uh, 80s university if I could go to a university in the 80s but was filmed in the early 90s that'd be the greatest thing ever they did such a great job like you think about that and Dead Poets Society like it did such a great job of showing what the early 80s was like there you go that's enough said about Rudy. You've said way too much about Rudy. You st- well, he sucked as Rudy. I don't care about him. I wish he got hit by a bus. But the, the way it looks <laughs> like was great. Great. Let's All right. do it. I'm hiccuping <laughs> over my whole goddamn. Hey, we're rim shotting every time you uh, you hiccup. So, <laughs> so who wants to go first? You want to go first? Yeah. All right, you go first. Vigo Top Mortensen. five. Vigo Mortensen performances. Number go. five is Twenty Eight Days Later minus the later. <laughs> what? I like that movie. 28 Days Later, he's in that? No, Minus Later. Oh, 28 Days. Oh, oh he's in a movie right, called... right, right. 20... 28 he's Days. In a movie Get called... through it. Hold your breath or something. 28 Days. Well, uh, no, Sandra Bullock is a drug addict or an alcoholic. <laughs> and does all Someone shit. count at home how many this is. <laughs> this is at least eight. But um, he's the... Uh, Pro baseball player that his whole career has been <laughs> uh, silent, but I saw it. ruined by being an alcoholic, and he's actually very good in this. I never saw this. It's not good. It's not good. No, but he was not. good in it. <laughs> Go ahead, give me All your right. number five. Number five, Appaloosa. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I can't. Hey, I have it on Blu-ray. It. If you want to rent it, I want to see. If it. you want to rent it for, me for one ninety-nine, I saw it and I go. I bet you he's better than that than twenty-eight yeah. I'll, days. I'll, I'll undercut uh, Redbox. I'll give it to you for seventy-five cents a night if you want it. Oh, he's just—you know what? That's probably—he's pounding his beer, ladies and gentlemen. That's probably the best way to give her the hiccups. Last one. It's probably the best. Well, last one of that series. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> give her to those hiccups, please. Um, but Appaloosa—he uh, plays Ed Harris's kind of shifty sideman, Everett Hitch. Um, Appaloosa is about two lawmen for hire. Really, Ed Harris, or, yeah, Ed Harris is the only lawman for hire, but he, you know, Everett Hitch tags along. Uh, he, Ed Harris plays Virgil Cole, and Everett Hitch is a West Point graduate who decides that the Army just wasn't right for him, so he decides that he's gonna, you know, set his stakes out, set off for the Wild West. Um, the tagline for this movie is actually that feelings, quote, feelings get you killed, uh, unquote. But I think that the... Sounds like a health class. Yeah, but the best, honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think the best part of this movie 
uh, as far as Vigo is concerned, because this is the Vigo list. It is Vigo! Is that he plays a character with seemingly no feelings. Uh, or at least, at least none that he lets people in on. Um, the whole movie, you really don't know his intentions or his thinking, and I think he plays that so well. Uh, even at the end of the movie, he has a, he has a closing dialogue. At the end of the movie, basically. A closing narration. You, like, he's, he basically wraps his character up in this dialogue. You still don't know, like, you know, who he is. I know. And, I, and yeah, he's, I, he's, I can't he's say what. Um, but, you know, you you take that for what it's worth. Uh, I, I recommend the movie. It's at least a rentable movie. That's at least your number. That's your number. It's my number five. My number four. David Cronenberg's A History of Violence. Uh, this is this is yeah. This is Cronenberg's first movie with Vigo. Uh, graphic novel. It was yes. It was based on a graphic novel. That was short as fuck. It wasn't long. Yes, true. It was, it was um, not Lord of the Rings. It, it, it for me, this movie honestly defies um, explanation because I really, I really liked it. And even on second viewings, I really like it, but I just can't seem to wrap my brain around why I like it. Um, Cronenberg is fantastic at subtly exploring human nature, and that's what all his films, I think, are driving at, is is human nature. Uh, And, you know, I think that's well known, Mm -hmm. but... um, I think well, this, no, that's well, no, but I agree. But for, well, for people yeah. who know Cronenberg, it seems like Cronen, you know, he explores human nature more than he explores the actual plot of a movie. Um, I think that this movie allows you to do... Um, it allows you to... It, it gives you the chance to explore that while also showing you kind of the, the idea, the cliche idea, that you never really know somebody. And that's just the surface, uh, the surface plot. Um, I think that, you know, I, 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 I guess I, what do I, like, he, why do ama- I like this? He's amazing. I mean, this is a great movie. Yeah. But what do you think of the whole Ed Harris, oh, sorry. Ed Harris character? Yeah. Well, as, I mean, it's, I kind, mean, it's really weird. Like, it, it brings to fruition. Fruition. Yeah. And the whole that Vigo's. A lot more Tom than he seems, and that he's more, yeah. a badass, yeah. kick-ass person, but it's kind of like, I don't know, well, it, it, it seems like about, that, it seems like this movie, which was rated at like a 95, like this was like the top, one of the top rated movies. It's like 82 uh, yeah. or something. No, it's way above that. The Rotten Tomatoes? I think it's way above that. Okay. But I, I, I don't know, it was rated really highly. Yeah. That, I just really think that whole thing wasn't there, like the whole... We want to tap in the killer of the husband you don't know. Like, it was right. kind of the whole... If they just stuck it with the whole... Well, that's the whole point, though. I know. that comes so... You're his, so unprepared history, for that. A and history then the way, of violence. Yeah. He has and then the way, that, violence. the way that they unravel that and the way that, you know, he kind of reverts, but tries, you know, d- reverts kind of, but doesn't really. He goes back in and you kind of see, like, who he used to be, but who he's trying not to be. And and still, even even when I watch this movie again, it's still like, why? I honestly feel like, why do I like this? I, but I think I, that it's just good. It's 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 good. I, Vigo as Tom Stahl sells the movie so that you can buy into the fact that he's this other, or that you you can't buy into the fact that he's I, this see, other person. I, I personally think this movie would be a, a nine or a ten if they just left it as 
Really? Oh my god, we just have someone in our town that can kick the shit out of people. Like, yeah. So Tom Stone didn't have a history. Yeah, he didn't he have a history. Just this random guy. Not necessarily. He could have had a history. Yeah. But people weren't coming crawling after his history. That right. You right, know, okay. he just all of a sudden. Yeah, people trying to rob the bird. Blah blah blah. You know, see, I fucking get the shit out of him. But I think Cronenberg, what he wanted to do was explore the reactions of that. Like Naomi, Naomi Watts was the no Maria uh, Bello, yeah, right? Maria Bello was the wife with the hottest explore... cheerleader scene of all oh, time. Oh god! By the way, I saw that with this chick, and he, the, are you getting a boner right now? Did she ask you that? Yes, I am getting a boner right now. No, she did not. Yeah, she asked you that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't my fault. It was, it was. Is this girl? It was a sensual scene, and I'm Wait, a sensual man. Was she sitting man. on your lap or something? Near it. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Uh, we'll get off that, but. Mm. <laughs> but I, I mean, get I just, off something. I just want to say that the idea. I think that Cronenberg wants to explore what humans will do when faced with certain situations, and this movie is a really good, you know. Really good portrayal of that. Your number four. That was that. That wasn't supposed to go that long. I'm sorry. Number four is uh, Hildago. Hildago. Give it to me. Vigo's awesome in this movie. I like horses. That's my number four. Number three. <laughs> I can't argue. I haven't seen it. Great pick. Is a history of violence and all the things I argued. With Kevin about him being sweet and that, uh, you know, it wasn't, it was a character study, but not as a grandiose character study that I think this movie would have been better without the whole right. federal, you know, Ed Harris, like, wait a minute, your husband's a killer, he's the best that there is, you know, do yeah. blah, blah, blah. I think it would have been better if he's kind of like, the same idea, but if Ed Harris wasn't there, if he's sitting there like... I'm really good at this. What the fuck? Really good at killing people. Why am I so good at this? And if someone wasn't there to explain it to him, I think that'd be such a great movie that he... It'd be such a great... Maybe two movies that... Why am I so good at this? Why is this amazing? If that wasn't there, I see. I think that would be. Right. I mean, I think this movie's great. Take but, that graphic novel and make it into like a series. Yeah, not even a series, even two pieces. Just two? You know. Yeah. Maybe see with like these guys are trying to rob a store, and all of a sudden, you know, He's like on it. Yeah. Right. I kick the shit out of them. Why? Wait. Why yeah. is this? <laughs> what's going on? Why am I so naturally? I think that'd be such a good movie. Is yeah. that? It's just like, why am I reacting like this? I probably. I definitely agree. You should make that. So movie. that's my that's my number three, and now we're going to you. Sir. My number three, Lord of the Rings as a whole. I'm putting Lord of the Rings on here as he's, a whole. He's ba in that, but. He's BA. Here, here's here's my it's it's kind of a short. So this year number three, right? Yeah, short but sweet. Uh, you know, I I honestly think this kind of goes without saying on Vigo's list. It's got to be somewhere. Um, he played Aragorn. He's a who, great actor. He he doesn't yeah. pussyfoot around. This right. isn't like he doesn't pussyfoot around. This right. Is, he plays Aragorn, who spoiler alert becomes king in the third one. Um, His original name is Stroker. Yes, sorry, it's Stroker. Uh, in my opinion, the reason why he's not higher on my list than this is because he's not given as much to do in this. Like, honestly, the script just doesn't call for him to really do that much acting. 
his his his, his, his action <laughs> acting is really impressive. Like he's he's a great you know rough and tumble. I guess fight the orcs kind of guy. And his ascension to king wasn't that tough. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Okay, so I'm I'm not sure who's to blame for why he wasn't put to better use. Yeah. Whether it was the source material, the script, or the, you know, the director, Peter Jackson. But when he finally becomes king, I don't feel invested at all. Yeah, it's In like... In the third one, I don't feel invested. Those, those, the whole storyline of Aragorn, not Strider, because I think Strider is a good character. Aragorn, I think that entire, yeah, that, whole... that entire character arc, that entire story falls so flat for me in this entire series, it's really upsetting. Well, I think, le- I think how little think, they used him and how how bad I think he brought been. up something important that uh, the character arc of Aragorn is that his name? Yeah, Aragorn, it's all somewhere. three movies. Is all three movies, and that's what you're supposed to end up with, right? At you're the supposed end, to end up that but he's the it's king actually now. the character, you know, uh, travel. What's the one? Yeah, travel of uh, Strider. Yeah. That would make more sense. Yes, yes. If I agree. if they would have kept him as that, they would have done the reveal an hour into the first movie. Yeah, that like, he, hey, he's, he's the greatest person ever. Now right. he's gonna go fight and not give a shit. But if you would have kept with the whole like, right, you know, stride thing, like I understand that totally. If he was a BA person, and that he, if he was a badass person that rose to the leader of the good people, that would be good. But. Right. He's the person always meant to be good that's leading the good people, but he sucks at it. Well, that happens. That's true. Let me, uh, let me quickly do a little something here. Oh! I have to, we, we're, we're out of Keystone Lights. I gotta dive into the, uh, bottle. We're getting out of time. What, what was that? What was your number? That was my number three. My number two is Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Cormac McCarthy obviously was the author of this book. Uh, the actual, uh, the director was John Hillcote, who also directed the Proposition, which we reviewed. John Hillcote uh, is a great director. Seven, episode seven, maybe with Jake. Maybe um, episode. This movie, first know. of all, this movie is depressing. I still had a girlfriend at the time. That's a long time ago. This movie is depressing as shit, uh, which I actually heard was pretty true to the source material, like this. The, the book was actually really depressing. I heard that book was not a book meant for the level-hearted. Suicidal. Uh, but I don't think it would even have been tolerable if there wouldn't have been such powerful powerful performances. Uh, there's almost no action in this movie, which means you need to have... You know, you need to buy into the characters, you need to buy into the actors, you need to buy into their stories, everything like that. Um, and and really, it's it's almost a movie of a father and son trying to survive for two I heard hours. This movie, I mean, to be honest, I heard this movie is raw shit. It's it's. I disagree. Really, no raw. I just heard that it was raw. That it was. Oh, it's very raw. That's what I meant. That it's, no it's raw. Tough. That it was. It was very tough. It was not Hollywood at all. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and that it was. It was never. I heard that it was a book meant to be a Hollywood hit, as directed by someone that was oh, never God. that never thought it should be a Hollywood hit, and that and 
the latter was the best part of it. That it really it was a ends. great, yeah. That was really yeah. a great movie. No, it as was a, a non Hollywood. It was hit. it was a non it, it was it was not a movie that stood out to be a hit. It was a movie that was made for the movie's sake, mm-hmm. which says a lot about it. Because honestly, it it didn't. The only glimmer of studio influence was at the very end mm-hmm. when they gave a very like Guy Pierce. Spoiler! Guy Pierce uh, shows up at He's the amazing. very end. He's Guy Pierce. He, awesome. That's that's not spoiling it because he, you know, someone shows up at the end and they they try to, and this really feels so studio influenced. It feels like they try to extract a glimmer of hope out of this so that the audience leaves with a smile on their face or at least not a frown on their face. And it's really upsetting because. Like, the kid in this movie, I think his name is Cody McPhee, uh, he's really amazing. Like, for for a child actor to do this gloomy of an of a role, he's really good. Robert Duvall has a cameo in this movie, which you should have known if you haven't seen it by now. I haven't seen known. it. I haven't seen it. Um, it was really well done. I think that was probably my favorite scene of the entire movie was the Robert Duvall scene. And then... Uh, the you know Vigo is obviously carries the movie like he's just this he he you really get to know his character you explore his motives you explore his experiences that he has along the way you understand you you grow to understand why he's so jaded and why he has you know become jaded because of his situation um, it's it's a very dark movie it's a very emotional movie it's really well done though. And I think a lot of credit to John Hillcock well, and a lot of credit to, uh, yes, um, to the actors. Wonderfully. Um, this was, you know, this 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 movie is is simply, re- you know, it relies on its stars and they deliver. And so I think that so it's, it's worth seeing. Oh, I think it's worth seeing too. That's my number two. What's your number two? This is a great pick. I already saw it. This is a great pick. It's I'm my number sorry. six. It's my number six. Oh, my God. So, uh, he's as, uh, Command Master Sergeant yes, in G.I. Jane. And to be honest, this may be his best role ever, because... He's really good. This movie is great, because I love Navy SEALs. I love Navy... I've always loved Navy SEALs. Uh, oh, it's in G... Yeah, G.I. Jane, like I said. Right. Um, but he is... He's beyond stereotypical. He's beyond... Non stereotypical, like you have stereotypical like tough guys. You have non stereotypical, uh, you know, people that just kind of passively aggressive, let go. He's the person that gets in your face and yells poetry. Who does that? Like, yep. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, fuck you! I'm gonna yell poetry in your face. Like he is amazing in this. I think this is. I could not pick this character out from any other character. Like. Aragorn, Hidalgo, History of Violence, like, any of those people, like, I don't know, they have the Vigo eyes, I guess. I can't even say the Vigo eyes. This whole movie's been, not jaded, but just blocked by his sunglasses, and he just... And he really seems ten times bigger than he really is in this movie. He's so much better. If you get to the scene when they finally, you know, the, the seals graduate... Yeah. And they go to, uh, you know, training where, you know, the rules don't really apply. And he's, you know, and there's a famous scene because Demi Moore's like, 
I'm a girl and like, suck my dick. You know, yeah. like, I'm a, but, the one is that, Vigo is the person that's kicking the shit out. I, he is really, 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 really good in this. Now, being really amazing in a above mediocre movie yeah. doesn't mean that you're great. But this that's character, why it's top five Vigo yeah, that's why it's top five. The movie in this, like, if you could just watch the beginning of this when he enters and he's just oh, like, yeah. he's just like. He looks- Bigger. The Mockingbird dies. You know, I can't even say he's, uh, he falls over his edge. Right. Like, it's like Christopher Walken, like, he's just talking about it. He's, he's, ama- he's beyond amazing in this movie. And that's why it's number two. The only reason I didn't put this at number one was that the movie itself was, as a Navy SEAL fan, subpar. The, if this movie became... Uh, if this was a few good men, like, in the critic's eye, like, if this movie was acknowledged as being pushing the limits of something, I'd yeah. no doubtly put right, Viggo Mortensen right. as number one, because it's nothing like he's ever done before, and and he does the best at it. it he's the best, he's the best soldier since R. Lee Ermey in Full Metal Jacket, and I will that. put that, in, I will... I would guarantee that. Now, Not being that close he's... to Arlie Army, though, but Arlie Army is so amazing. Uh, I, he I didn't say I, I, I would not. I, well, I wouldn't say he's close to he him. But I've everything. Yes, in movie. Uh, I would say Arlie Army in Full Metal Jacket is the greatest soldier that ever lived. I don't think there can be anyone who tops that. Now I don't, but I think that the greatest since then, what, which is what, nineteen eighty-six? Yeah, eighty-six, something like that. Mid eighties, mid eighties. Yeah, I think the best soldier. Well, at least the best officer since then has been uh, Vigo doing G.I. Jane, which Boom. I don't think is a great movie, but... It doesn't matter. It's Vigo performances. Oh, give me... Oh, it's my turn for number it's one, your right? number one. Number one. Number Ba-da-da-da-da. one, and I got an idea that it's got to be someone similar because yeah. he's kick-ass and his ball show. Eastern Promises is by far the best movie he's ever done. He's kick-ass in it. He's irresistible. Not irresistible. If you haven't seen it, definitely you want, see it. You want to no smack him what. in the face at the beginning because he's a douchebag in like the worst way, but at the end you're like, Dude, oh, he's really good. Yeah, it's like, oh, yes, yeah. I want to cut this balls off and have this yeah. all this shit. Yeah. But it's it's his best performance. He's amazing in it. He took history of violence and he added on to it. Oh yeah, and he's he's the best of the best. He's really, really a great actor. And it amazes me he's not in more, but that right. kind of what makes him a great actor. Go ahead. I'm just going to let you go. Number just one, Eastern Promises, like you just said. It's yes. the second Cronenberg Vigo yeah, pairing. Yeah, I mean, had. I knew that. And yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's uh, just, so it's that's, just too that's what you meant by saying that this is what he, you know, did after History of Violence. This yeah. is what he took it to, what they took it to. Um, this is. Um, in this movie, he plays a basically a henchman for the Russian mob, and he takes us on a journey, kind of in the life of a crime syndicate, but just like History of Violence, this, it's not what it seems. It's, it's not about the base plot. It's not about the yeah. the facade of what the movie is telling you. In true Cronenberg fashion, this is less of a mobster movie and more of a 
let's explore human nature and the actions of people who live that life type of movie. It's co-starred, it's co-starred the French Thief from Ocean's 12. That's true. This That's true, which you know. everyone knows that was a shitty movie. But this guy played... He, yeah, Ocean's, was really good, well, No, but eight, Ocean's 13 was better. It was better. Yeah. Um, and, and, and actually, here's what, Cronenberg, here's what Cronenberg said about this movie, about Eastern Promises. He said, I'm not interested in the mechanics of the mob, but criminality... And people who live in a state of perpetual transgression, that is interesting to me. And I, that says so much about every single Cronenberg movie. It's that he doesn't care about what he's what story he's telling. He cares he cares about the characters. It, and I agree with him totally, but I think that um one pick I have to say with this movie and yeah. it doesn't make it this is to you and Jake, like, and other movie people out there, is that Naomi Watts is too good of an actress for a Cohenberg movie. I really like Naomi Watts. I think Naomi Watts is a great actress. If you've seen 21 Grams, She's great, but Mulholland she, Drive, she doesn't do and this things. movie, like, Maria, Marie Bella, who, who what's Marie her name? Bella, yeah. yeah. That's a perfect, yeah. not, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Naomi Watts is... A little too good in this movie, like, because you want to root for her. Like, you want to root for her being the nurse that's like, right. oh, the baby, I want to... You do, yeah. but that's more... But I just think it needs to be a duller personality. I think it needs yeah. to be... Okay, I, I think that, it, yeah. I mean, this is... Cronenberg may not be a you chauvinistic... A actor uh, uh, to may not role. be a chauvinistic person, but his stories are chauvinistic. Not chauvinistic... But male-led stories that need a woman that plays the role but doesn't yeah. take it and over. they're very very short stories. Like right. I mean, History oh, of Violence yeah. is a short story, but they're very hour and a half. I mean, this isn't degrading yeah. or anything. What? But I mean, I think Naomi Watts was too good of a uh, too good of an actress and too good of a of a uh, power monger. Not saying that that's a bad thing, because I think that's good. But I think for this story, especially, yeah, that they needed even if a lesser actress. they needed Marie Bell. I mean, they yeah. needed that. Yeah. They well, need that can, person you that you can relate with. That's not like yeah. oh, all of a sudden Julia Roberts is like Viggo yeah. Mortensen's well, wife. Holy true. shit! But I mean, she drives, and that could be the studio that she drives dollars to the box. Yeah, oh, so. definitely. Either way, but I, but think, I think that Cronenberg movies. No, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Cronenberg no, I agree. movies need a strong male totally lead. Totally agree. A strong male lead, but they need to be under the radar. Not under the radar, but they need to not be Tom Cruise. Yeah, and it, their yep. female leads needs to be very, very attractive and very, very strong. Yes. But, but not, not but not overpowering. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of the way that the movies go. I, I think mean, so that's too. Not my idea of movies, and I think but, that that's um, how he explores. Like he explores human nature through his characters. Meaning, you can't have one character or one actress overshadow the movie yeah. like that, because you have to let him do what he does. Which I think Vigo is obviously his favorite tool, at least currently. For doing that, maybe Vigo's too big. He says cut knife and Easter Bronx. But you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I, I mean? saw like Vigo's balls. Yeah, um, Vigo dons a thick accent in this, and I have a question for you mm -hmm. after my review of this or my my spiel. Um, he also has some serious ink, and uh, he is so far 
into this role. Like he is, he is so committed to this role. It's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You you don't even recognize him as Viggo Mortensen or any other character that he's played. He's so far into this. His acting is so honest, in my opinion, and it's really it's really shown in this movie more than it is in any other movie. Um, this also has, like you were just saying, one of the best fight scenes of. Best of, of, best of any movie. The best knife fight scene of yeah. all time. I will, uh, I will say that in, without a doubt. It's it's the Russian bath scene where, where Vigo basically fights two giants that are sent to kill him With, in his birthday suit. In nothing but, yes. but the ink that he and has they, and on And they don't exactly have knives as in, you know, straight pointy things. They have, like, carvers. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, like, they're intense. Seri- you know, to the left, like... And it is an intense Every time, fight yeah. scene. You really, we cannot explain it. You have to, you have mm-hmm. to see it to believe it. Cliche, I know, uh, but that's pretty crazy. And I mean, I love this movie. I love Viggo Mortensen, and that's why it's my number one. My question to you now is: Given that Viggo Mortensen donned a Russian accent in this movie, and he pulled it off, agreed? Yeah, he pulled it off. Um, there was a poll that I talked about that was on Film Spotting the other, you know, month or whatever. That Recently. was Matt, Matt Damon Recently. versus Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. Right? So I have a follow-up to that. Yeah. Which accent do you think is worse? The Leo Boston accent in Shutter Island or the Matt Damon South African accent in Invictus? Well, I haven't seen either of those, okay. but the fact that I hate Leonardo DiCaprio with all my heart means that the Shutter Island one is... That wins, huh? Well, those are... That's like an oxy... That's just like... Okay, I can't even, ask you that then. I can't because, ask you. Well, no, because it's like... I like Matt Damon right. in non-super dramatic performances that are supposed to be his calling. Right. And I really don't like Leonardo DiCaprio when he's not playing, you know, Gilbert Grape or something right. like that. That's so true. it okay. goes from saying like, ah, Matt Damon being a douche playing South Africans. I'm like, ah, Leonardo DiCaprio playing... I will say that Shutter Island looked like, and I'm not a Scorsese fan at all. You know this. Scorsese, that movie looked a lot more fun than going yeah. to Invictus. It so, was. I've seen them both. So I'm going to lie and say that Leonardo DiCaprio's it, the Island Shutter one Island. is better. It's not. Okay. It's but not. I'm just going to say so that. Bad. They have to work around his accent. It, but the only redeeming quality about, and you have to see the movie to understand this, the only redeeming Mark quality Ruffalo? is that... Is that it's not necessarily. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same accent. And can we? That's all, all I'll say. Oh, uh, all right. But can That's we all, all wonder how Mark Ruffalo somehow got into the point? He of, begged. He of, begged uh, for this movie. Of being considered a great supporting he actor. Begged. He honestly, I heard that he really campaigned to be in this movie. He, but he he's begged been a, to be. In but this he's movie. been a lot other. I was in. He was Narc. in the last Leo movie, uh, Revolutionary yeah. Road. He was. Yeah, the I'm guy. in Narc and. Uh, I helped with 13 going on 30. All right. Mustaches, go. Let's get out of this. Let's go to our top, uh, our t- I guess our top shout-outs is what I'm Yeah, go Let's to go to our shout-outs. Shout so uh, we're going to go to our shout-outs, which means Shit. we're also breathalyzing, which means you have to go to our, you have to go to your shout-out. I like shout-outs. All right, so here it goes. I'm going to breathalyze and Ryan's going to shout-out. Go. My shout-out is to old Greg. Oh, Greg. Oh, Greg. He's great. He's the best. He's the tits. Give me the... Oh, no. I no, can't you can't that. drink that because we got to breathalyze. Keep going. It's awesome. You should type in old Greg and just see what he says. Like, 
dude. The old Greg's kit is. I mean, it's old. Phenomenon. I mean, it's old. It's an internet phenomenon. It's but so funny though. Problem is that it. It gets know, better. Yeah, every time you see it. Every time you see it. Every single time. And just think about the the bowling ball. Yeah, I got <laughs> this for you. Uh, I'll keep this here for you. It's a wonderful, wonderful. Point one. Point one seven. Point, point one seven. That's so, good, uh, Kevin. <laughs> oh, we should we should rhyme. That's point one seven for or Kevin. Heaven. Uh, heaven. I don't know how to rhyme it. All right, you're up. My shout out is to Foursquare. Foursquare is a location based, uh, you know, basically a location based uh, social network site. Where wherever I'm you go, Foursquare. I'm a, I'm I'm against it. You check in wherever you go, uh, just on your phone. You can't check in on the net. You have to check in on a location based smartphone. So you download it on your smartphone and you check in there, and then you know, various people also are checked in there, so you can see who else is there. You can see where everyone else is, you know, or at least where they checked in at. Um, you can see reviews and I think the, the tips and reviews of certain places are actually very good because, you know, who's going to make a comment unless it's absolutely necessary or unless they, they feel that it's important. So all of those reviews, just like Yelp is for, you know, for, for like restaurants around, uh, I think that Foursquare is an awesome tool, not just for telling people where you are, but also for actually finding good places. Oh, you little bitch. That's twice. You just lost. That means I'm just better than you are. I don't think so. You Well, you're better at metabolizing alcohol. Listen, people. What are you at? What? Oh, no. I'm, I'm point one six, but I don't care. Point one this, six. This show's almost over, and I want to say one thing is that I'm leaving. I'm gone. I'm, I haven't told I, I yeah. haven't told the listeners. I'm going to be on about two or three episodes. That's right. And uh, maybe We're I can really Skype sad. in and say some things, but I'm going to be out of this. But I have full belief in Kevin. That didn't Thank sound uh, that didn't sound very strong. That was more Thank me you. burping. But uh, I'll miss all you guys. And, yeah, Ryan's uh, going to be out of town. He's going to be road tripping back. I'm going to go. The ahead, East Coast. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to put a list of all the places I'm stopping by on Facebook. Um, so add something Facebook. if it's something like, oh, you should try this or try this. Or yeah, try check this. them on Facebook and give them tips. Because I've already gotten a lot of that, like, oh, you need to do this and this and this. And oh, it's yeah. like, it, way too much overload. Just yeah. write it down so I know what's going on. Right. So I'm saying goodbye, everyone, and uh, I will see you guys soon. Ryan, we'll see you in a couple weeks, a few weeks. Um, hopefully, we'll get some good guest yeah, hosts two, in here. Two to three weeks. Meantime, it's going to be two to three episodes. It, it, uh, it won't change. Yeah. It won't change. Ryan Ryan is obviously the co host. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that will replace him, so we're just gonna have to kinda Thank you, get sir. by. We're gonna have to get by when Ryan's gone. So Ryan, farewell to you and uh And this is the most unexpected hour and forty minutes we spent on a movie. Let's be honest. So let's just get out of here. Alright, hey, see you guys later. It's gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. As I turn up the collarbone, my favorite winter coat. This wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street, but not enough to.